Good morning. It is Monday, January 13th, 7.55 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It's been very productive, very busy. There were some weird, (laughs) what do you say, lows, I guess? There were some, there's some stressful moments that are, they're so annoying to talk about that they must be twice as annoying to hear you know what I mean so yeah I have spent the last hour or so trying to date this jacket and pants that I bought I think they're from two different makers is what I'm deciding but um at first I thought they were Edwardian but now I think they might be a little newer possibly from the 30s It's a, it's like a men's dress military suit. Probably from somebody who's not like super high ranking. And I think it's from the Marines. Um, I got it at Alamany Flea Market yesterday. And I bought it to put in the shop. But then I tried it on. And I didn't think it was going to fit. I was actually, sometimes I'll try something on for the shop that doesn't fit. So I can gauge, quickly and intuitively gauge, like, the measurements and in a more specific way. It's weird. I mean, I, of course, can measure it with a measuring tape. But when you try something on, you kind of get a better idea for what size it's really going to fit. Because, you know, the women, they have curves. And so, for example, you know, you might be a 38 hip or something like that. And the pant might say 40 inch hip. And when you put it on, you can barely get it over your ass. And that is because of the contours of your body and the fabric. They kind of conflict with each other sometimes. So you got to allow leeway. So sometimes, and then sometimes you'll try something on that's, you know, like, for example, a 38 hip going over a 38 hip and it'll go just smoothly. So it has to do with a lot of the fabric. So that's why I try everything on that I can. And even if things are going to be way bigger on me, I try them on anyway, because you can gauge the type of drape it is too. So, I'm just going about my business, trying on this suit, and oh my god, it fits me perfectly, and I wore it out to dinner last night, and I was just very happy to have it. So, it's mine, and I'm not selling it. Um, First, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. First, I thought it was Edwardian. Um, It's probably 1930s. Um, I think it's from a later, later date because the entire, even though they, they do match and I think they are meant to go together. I think both pieces were contracted out to two different makers. So the, the, the pants are by Horstman of Philadelphia and then the jackets are, the jacket is by Jacob Reed and Sons of Pennsylvania. So um, they're both in 
I think they're both in Pennsylvania, obviously. But but it doesn't say the city name on the other ones. Um, it can be very fun to to uh, date clothing. It's it's a huge part of what I do. I I love it because of the discovery and the element of surprise and it's it's a different kind of gratification to know for sure what era something comes from because sometimes especially with uniforms they'll make an item the same way generally they're basically the same construction over and over so a really good way to date things is the buttons and zippers and hardware that's the first thing that you want to look at the hooks and eyes anything all the closures because those are the the significators of you know different states of industry and technology there's usually a maker's mark on the back of brass buttons and it'll have the name of the manufacturer and you can just like look that up and then there's all these forums online now um if it weren't for the internet it might be a little bit more tricky but i would have probably just gone to the library and gotten a book out you know about civil war costumes um well uniforms so there's so the the top is is uh jacob reed and sons and they switched their eagle head over on the button so it was the eagle's head was facing to the right and then after uh 1941 it switched to the left so i would say that it's probably from 1941 because my the eagle heads are switched to the left so that's check that off the list <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds tedious but it's fun and then um the pants are gorgeous they're very very high-waisted i think they probably have about a 16 to 18 inch rise there's no pleats uh, there's two hidden pockets kind of like a like a you'd see on a sailor's pants no butt pockets and then the sides have this thick wide band of um, flat metal bullion so it's that's made up with usually like a brass or copper wire and they turn it into a ribbon in this case so that goes along the sides and then it has a button fly and there is a horseman label on the inside uh the horseman company they were one of one of the companies that were contracted by lincoln in the during the civil war era to make the union officers uniforms now brooks brothers was the first they're they were pretty much just kind of like a literally you know brothers making clothes and they were commissioned by lincoln to make the 
just the the plain soldiers uniform so we have two different companies commissioned um you know what man war is big business i tell you what i tell you what a lot of those those companies smith and wesson they uh that was the first year that they really really came up because they had um they had to design a a rifle that could be loaded more quickly um not just um, a musket but something that had a cartridge that could be shot more efficiently so that was another another business all the all the um military goods companies that that were basically put on the map in the Civil War era. Most of them were around that prolonged the life of their company for like like at least an extra hundred years because of the capital that it gave them. So it's a pretty fat to me it's pretty fascinating. The Civil War is an era in in a war that I think that was probably one of the first eras of history that really held my attention deeply um, when I was little, and it still does. It's a huge turning point in America, and it really did affect every aspect of our economy in in so many ways, not just with uh, you know relying on enslaved labor but also the industry it brought to the North as a result of, you know, providing, you know, canteens, you know, providing hardtack, that sort of thing. It was the, it was really our first war where we had our shit together and we weren't copying off the British or the French in a way. But, you know, as they say, war is hell, and it's, it is pretty mind-blowing. It, it is, it is dark, and at its, at its core, it's evil, and I wish that it weren't necessary sometimes. So, yeah, I also, of course, love World War Two era. I am always inspired and fascinated by people's stories of survival and resilience during that era because it blows my mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, those two eras, I've, I always, those are my go-tos in most, most periods of history. Um, I, I will end up gravitating towards those two. So yeah, I could talk about that for hours. <laughs> Hit me up sometime if you want to talk about it. It's it's so strange with history because we truly are people of our time. We are products of our environment and how we were raised and the information we're exposed to. 
And it's really hard, you know, it's really easy in some ways to say, oh, I would have done this, I would have done that, I would have done this. But unless you're in, you're in the situation, it changes things a lot. It changes things a lot because you have to factor in your, how your belief system would have been structured. You may have been by default living in a small town or village somewhere, maybe not even in North America. You know, there's, I like to think back to different eras of history and think about who I would have been and what I would be doing. You know, it's really fun to daydream about that. I think about that a lot. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I consider my, my personal politics and belief system to be agnostic and radical left. That's my, that's pretty much where I stand with my belief system now. Um, and I am grateful to have the physical and emotional freedom to express and explore that every day. But, you know, I do sometimes, I'll, I will just sit around, usually happens a few times a week. It's, and it's always been like this since I've, I've been a kid and always had an interest in history. I'll sit around and I'll think about, okay, so let's say I lived in the Victorian era. Let's say I lived in the 1880s. You know, I would probably have either been an immigrant from Germany or Ireland or from Canada where my, where my family, you know, where my ancestors are from. So I would have maybe only been in America for a few years. I would be living in the Midwest, most likely Chicago. Or if it was on my dad's side, I'd be living in West Virginia. Okay. Um, There are some things that I would probably be doing the same. I'd probably be getting up and working my ass off every day. Um, I would be married. I would probably at this age, maybe even have a grandchild, you know, and, uh, being, and I would have been Catholic and I probably would have had at least five children. So that's something to really think about. Isn't that wild? (laughs) Um, I do have ancestors from that era who lived their lives like that. And so that's kind of part my partial reference point. Um, but some of those things are in conflict with my current lifestyle. See what I mean? Different, different opportunities have been afforded to me. So there, there are, I do have a, a few ancestors that did things like one, one uh, had a, a magazine that they published and there, you know, I had a few that went into, um, you know, lived lives, lived celibate lives, you know, voluntary, vol, a vol cell. They were voluntarily celibate to be clear um, and, and uh, devoted their lives to, to service in the Catholic church. 
So those are, you know, I think would have been my alternatives, you know, to, that would be kind of my closest option to a radical lifestyle. Uh, but yeah, it is something to think about. You know, what if you were, were not born your, you know, your own ancestor and you were born somebody else? You know, what if you were born in a, a village in, in China? And in during the Miao, <clears throat> excuse me, the Miao Dynasty, or the Qing Dynasty. And what if you were the daughter of a nobleman, and your feet were bound? You know, I also sometimes wonder: Would I still be the same, even though I would have had different opportunities and? different ideologies perhaps and different life would my when my core desires and the things that get me up in the morning would those still be intact you know how would i how would i react to certain levels of oppression you know it does really blow my mind. I also kind of sometimes wonder what it would be like to live in the Middle Ages. <laughs> that one seems like... I think that I would have actually done pretty well for myself in the Middle Ages. Um, because I am somewhat superstitious, and they were often given to... given to superstitions and their religion which is the you know based on the judeo-christian based western religion that we know now was still merged somewhat pretty closely with paganism and so <laughs> you have a shamanic uh, view of the world still interspersed with you know projecting that onto your concept of of God and Christ and you know I would have been illiterate most likely I would have not known how to read I would have been in the probably in the older era of of Ireland <laughs> uh, where my where my mom's family in County Clare lived for centuries before the potato famine. So that's something to think about. You know, I might have already been dead by now. You know, I'm in my 40s. I probably, the average life expectancy for a woman my age uh, was dead. <laughs> Usually it's 30. Dead by 30? Grandma? Toothless? Possibly? Ugh. Um, there may have been, I may have been a nun as well. There is on, on the mom's side that one of the surnames, uh, is Sexton, which is a, is a member of the clergy. So I may have been saved by the grace of God. Who knows? Maybe I would have 
become a nun like one of my ancestors, you know? Or what if I was not female-bodied? You know, sometimes you guys ever think about that? If you had born been born in a different time and you had a different body, like let's say you're a dude and you were a woman a long time ago, <laughs> never survive. Um, but yeah, I do sometimes think about what if I was a man and, and uh, the opportunities that would have been laying at my feet, even if as a, you know, yeoman of the peasantry um, and my different duties and responsibilities then I often think about that it's fun to think about you know I'm glad I have the luxury and the free time to think about that I still think about it while I'm working too so I feel like I'm constantly immersed in recollections of the past in a wild way of the of the of the distant past not of my current past (laughs) which could sometimes be depressing and mortifying um but it's so fun I mean I love history and so of course you know you have this I guess you know internal time machine and you know I love those back to the future movies too. You know, those those really sparked my imagination. I, I'm surprised I was allowed to watch them. Um, but yeah, they truly sparked my imagination and, and, you know, solidified my love of history when I was a kid. I don't think I would want to go back in time. Um, if I if I were going to go back in time and I was just, you know, the opportunity were given to me and there was, and it was incentivized, I would go maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd send Lavinia back in time. I'd send her in my stead, um, with a little drone camera helmet and she could report back for me. Um, I know that she would probably select Egypt or something like that, where she would be exalted. Either that or the court of Mary Antoinette. Um, And the reason why I mention that is because her breed, which is Maine Coon, is alleged to have been um, bred specifically for the comfort and and entertainment of, of Mary Antoinette. So, yeah, she would have chosen more opulent settings than I would have. Um, But if I had to go back in time, I would go back to where my ancestors are from. Someone did a past life reading on me, and they marked me for Spain. So I guess I'd go back there. But I think I would probably go back to places that I've researched with my family history just to get a good look at things, I would go back to, you know, go back in time to see my, like, people that I love and stuff. I would go back to see their ancestors and where they came from, too. Just to see, just to check in, see if I could see any resemblances and that sort of thing. Um, 
Also, you know, Atlantis, if it existed, I wouldn't mind popping in on that. Uh, Victorian society, I don't think I'd actually want to go back to that. I used to. Um, but I really feel life was, even though there's a lot of similarities between Victorian life and current life I just don't think I'd want to go back there because the discomfort of of the undergarments and also the length of the skirts back then was prohibitive so you'd have you know I'm very active and I love to walk around so what happens is if you if you had these really long skirts, they would drag and get muddy and get all manner of sewage and things on them. That's something that people don't really talk about, but um, that's why it was, it was a way of keeping women basically indoors and out of sight and, you know, clean hems were usually a sign of, of gentility and, and, you know, you were automatically more, more decent you know, it's kind of a luxury to be constantly spotless and pristine. So yeah, those are my speculations on time travel and going back in time. You know what? Sometimes when I have gone to some weird space head spaces and I I do think about my more recent past and some traumas that I've experienced. I'm just blown away. <laughs> it's not as fun. But I do think about, you know, good memories and that sort of thing. Like, wow, that was 20 years ago. That was, whoa, that was already, old. that was already a year ago. Or, or like, I thought that was just last month. You know, time time does really strange things but I encourage you guys if you're not already to reach out to me and let me know what period of time you would be interested in traveling to and which eras in history fascinate you the most well, I've got to be in the present now and start crafting my future. I'm going to go see a matinee of cats today with Talon. So, fuck it. I'm going to go see it. So, I know it's going to be a stinker bobinker, but wish me well. All right. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>